Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man. And of course we couldn't do it. Without the Hall of Famer, the greatest of all time, ladies and gentlemen, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Thank you. Great. Missed you guys last week. God, life is crazy. Dude, it is crazy, and there's so fast. much going on. <laughs> yeah. So much going on in wrestling right now, and there's a lot of hot topics. Let's try to get through a few of them. And then we'll jump into some questions. First okay. off, let's talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. Jay Uso turned finally on Sammy. It finally yeah. happened. What do you think? And do you think now we'll see Sammy and Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania? If I had to guess, that's what it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, the storyline's been great. I mean, it's interesting. And, uh, I mean, everything on the show was great. I liked uh, stuff with... Uh, Cody and uh, Roman and, uh, you know, Cody told the story about, you know, opening his own company and all that. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Cody and Roman? I mean, they haven't really been in the ring together doing a promo, and it finally happened this past Friday on SmackDown. It seems like it's almost been Heyman sort of been the surrogate for Roman for these promos back and forth, but they were in the ring together for the first time. Did it feel like a WrestleMania main event in the making to you? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think it's just, I think, I think, uh, Cody has matured in guys, um, that I, I think that people think that Cody can give him a hell of a match. I, I, I just I think they're doing it without a lot of, without a lot of physicality. Right. Which I like, you know, very similar to the build up with, uh, Rhea and the, and the queen. Well, speaking as, of, as, our- as Michael Hayes would say, it's a big fight act. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, and it felt like a big deal when John Cena made his triumphant return to WWE. He came back to a hero's welcome in Boston and then pretty much destroyed Austin Theory on the mic. So I- I'm curious. As to be expected. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, my goodness. How do you compete? Yeah. Um, at WrestleMania, would you ask Cena to help make Theory I mean, does Cena even have time in his schedule to defend the U.S. title? If you were booking this, what would you do at WrestleMania? Well, I don't know what the plan is, but I would assume that John is such a company guy that he's going to. Right. He absolutely would not have time with his schedule. Right. John's like working full time. He's he's making movies as fast uh, as The Rock. And Dave. Definitely. Including that new uh, Fast and Furious movie that is going to be a blockbuster. You just know it. Yeah, of course. You know, John is really, he's just all about the company. Right. And anything he can do to help. And I mean, I, we've talked about it before. I mean, but he's going to make sure that <laughs> they know he's there. Yeah. Which, which they did with the promo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but. <laughs> It'll be up to theory to pull it off after John gets back on the plane and goes back to work. <laughs> no, really, the same same with Sammy. I mean, Sammy's had a hell of a run with the bloodline. Yeah. You know, now it's up to him. I mean, he's got to develop his career. They certainly have given him the opportunity and given him oh, a yeah. push. Yeah. It's just, you know, how it goes. It can be, you can be red hot because you're attached to the right bus. And the next day you're on your own trying to figure out, you know, and then once again, it's up to the writer, um, you know, which I, they seem to really like Sam. He, he, he's very, but it's been, you know, one dimension, it's been a one, 
it's been a story that's been circulated around four people, right? Five, five counting Paul, right? I guess. Right. So now I'm, I'm assuming they're breaking it all up. Uh, not so much the bloodline between the Usos and Roman, but I think Sammy will be going a different direction probably. So we'll, now, we, now, now we'll see if he can pull it off on his own, which he should be able to. He's done a great job. Yeah, the fans are behind him, and I've even heard some people, including Triple H in the uh, presser for Elimination Chamber, he made the comparison of Sami Zayn to Mick Foley that for whatever reason, fans just gravitate to him because he connects on an emotional level. He can make you happy. He can make you sad. He can make you angry. So he might not necessarily look like. Oh, he, oh, he used to get, he used to get major heat. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. I love to see Foley had a hell of a career. That's a, that's a, that's a big name to match him up against. No doubt. You know, you know who does something crazy is fully, and I tell them all the time. I hope they're paying you. Is um, Kevin Owens? Oh yeah, for sure. Kevin, Kevin Owens reminds me more of of, of uh, Foley, Foley than uh, Sami Zayn does. Kevin does all crazy shit. I said to him one day, I said, "I hope they're paying you." He said, "There." <laughs> I said, good. "Good, good. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy to ask because nobody else is going to do that shit." No doubt. He, he, that camp, there was a bump in WrestleMania, I think, during the COVID thing he took. Can't remember what it was, but some crazy through the tables and everything else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, oh. I think uh, him and Sammy were two of the first guys I saw doing, like, the uh, the power bombs on the apron and things like that. And it was yeah. like, goodness gracious. Yeah, exactly. Um, listen, the, the guy he would have gone to and asked for a little more money once upon a time was back at Monday Night Raw, and that was the story of the week coming out of Boston. Vince McMahon was back at the show, at TV, and in Gorilla all night. What'd you make of this news, Rick? Hmm. He's the boss. Yeah. And he just let everybody know it. I'm, I'm sure he loves visiting with John. They're very close. Right. Which they have both relayed to me on different conversations. I think, I think Vince and John are beyond from there just really close and uh i think um john where guys will drift off and that john always stays right there i wouldn't be surprised if they talk you know a couple times a week but um no i just think he let everybody know he's still the boss well i know that there's a lot of people i mean mean, if he wasn't he wouldn't be sitting in gorilla in the chair, he's always sat, and I understand it's, it's sat right in his regular chair. Wow! For the whole show, right? Is that true? I don't know. I, I just saw Lewis. the reports that he was there, and yeah. uh, I know a lot of people felt like, well, he's got to be back creatively uh, because of the uh, the Brock Lesnar situation. Of course, as the story goes, uh, Lesnar was uh, maybe not too keen on doing a match with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I don't know. I wasn't there. That's certainly the rumor. And instead, he's going to be taking on Omos, and you talk about two big men. But last week at Monday Night Raw, not this week, but last week, it came out that he was saying his goodbyes to folks, saying he's quote-unquote finishing up. And historically, we've always seen Brock Lesnar uh, be one of the smartest guys in the room when it came time to get a new contract. Just so happens that this past weekend, John Jones was crowned as the world heavyweight champion. And in his post-match press conference, one of the first names they brought up was what about Brock Lesnar? And John sort of hinted that 
hey man that would have been a fun fight and i guess it could still happen brock if you're listening you think there's any chance that we see brock leave wwe and go into ufc or do you think this is just more brock creating leverage for a better deal from the wwe well it isn't brock drinks a couple of beers now and then he takes uh phenomenal care of his body he looks exactly the same as he did you know how many years ago now 15 years ago yeah uh, if he wanted to get in shape that i can tell you this i'd love to see it i i know john a little bit but not like i know brock i just i think that'd be phenomenal that'd be big time and i know i'd watch it i i tried to stay up to watch it live but one o'clock in the morning is a little rough on me these days. <laughs> I'm more I'm more like a five to ten guy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. There were so many naysayers because he had been, you know, on a three year hiatus and he was moving up in weight yeah, class. And people were critical of his physique and goodness gracious, he finished him in two minutes. All they got to do is play back his career. My God, he's a yes. badass man. Yes, he's a Roberto Duran boxing from the old days. Regains all that weight in between fights and all that. But when he comes back down to get in the ring, man, killer. So, I mean, but what I love to see Brock Lesnar, and yes, I would love that. I just, um, I don't know what, what else there is for Brock to do in the WWE. You know, right there's, now, been, there's been speculation, you know, that, that he quote unquote, doesn't want to work for anybody, but Vince. And the idea being that maybe if Vince isn't around, I don't want to be here anymore. We heard that a week ago. And then the very next Monday night raw Vince was there. And I couldn't help but wonder, do you think there's any truth to that rumor that maybe Brock and Vince have a special relationship and he just wants to work for Vince? Well, if you look, if you can tell me, I'm, I'm sure Bruce will tell you that, did he actually, didn't he leave the building when Vince came out and quit? That's the story. And they had to talk him into coming back that yeah, same day where yeah. they announced that he was gone. If that's Brock a true had... story, that if that's a true story, which I'm told it is, then I believe that's, that's very possible. Wow. Well, that, I mean, that's the first thing I heard. It was bigger news than Vince leaving. It was Brock leaving the building. So um, I, I don't know. I haven't asked anybody. You and I have talked about it, but I think he has a lot of respect for Vince. He, number one. Number two, he's a great athlete and has you know, as much mileage in him as he wants to, to, to um, put back into the business. He's He's in great shape and he's, he's got to be a millionaire by now. So, oh yeah, it's, um, you know, he does it very well with his money. He lives, I mean, he lives good, but he's, uh, he's conservative. And, um, you know, I just, he's just a legit badass. I, I, I have a ton of respect for him. Man. I, a few times I worked with him where I just thought, you know, maybe this isn't going to be happening, but that I couldn't, I couldn't have been better hands. So, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for him. And I he's think legit. Of, yeah, and no he, doubt. He, he, he's legit. So I can't wait to see what happens. Something else that is legit that a lot of people were shocked to hear. Not only was Vince McMahon back at TV, but he was sporting a new look. Did you hear this? Vince McMahon has a mustache now. I did. I just didn't know what was real or not. Well, I can confirm it is real. And yeah. I think it's funny that. You just a few weeks ago talked about wearing uh, a sport coat and jeans to TV, and he said something like, "What was it? What has happened to Ric Flair? What no, are you no, doing?" No, Flair? what the fuck are you? 
<laughs> got your Ric Flair to doing you wearing jeans to TV. You're supposed to be setting an example. Like I mean, everybody else has got jeans, but I'm not allowed to wear them. I bought some shit for WrestleMania. <laughs> Make sure he sees me. I'm tricked out. Maybe I can get back in the fold. Well, now Vince is wearing a mustache. Are you working on a line? Like, do you have? A... <laughs> I, I I love it. My goodness. Yeah. He looks like uh, a handsome like dude. That he is. Looks like he's Rick Rude's uncle in that. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. yeah. You know, under that jacket too, he's still got that great physique. He looks good. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Well, of course you might, uh, you might be seeing him sooner rather than later. The rumor is you're going to be in New York city this weekend. Tell everybody where they can see you. Oh, I am man. the big event with, uh, Ryan Fitterman, Fitterman sports. Uh, I'll be with Cody actually, um, edge and Ashley and How about Char Charlotte and Flair and yeah. the queen. Yeah. It, it, it's like a family tradition. The flares in a row together again. Last, last time, uh, Dusty and I were in New York together. We were sitting in, in at the Lone Star Cafe with Chuck Berry on the stage, which I think I got up on too with, with Paul Heyman. He and Dusty had a lot of fun in New York. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I like that you called it a family reunion because you didn't know this, but Megan and I are going to be in New York this weekend too. Are you really? And and I think if you're thinking what I'm thinking and I'm thinking what you're thinking, we need to go see our man Etan. Oh, my, absolutely. My God. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys just come up there for, for a show or what? No, I've got a, I got a business. No, don't, don't, don't. Please don't Please tell don't me tell you're, me. you're going to a Broadway play or something like that. That's what well, he wants me to do. I, uh, you know, you may not even know this, but one of the first dates I took Megan on back when it was really, really hot, uh, I got tickets to the hardest to, to get ticket in town at the time, which was the Hamilton musical when it was really yeah. hot in 2016. Yeah. She had no frame of reference for what it was or why it was a big deal or what was going on and showed up in Lululemon. And I have given her shit every day since. I love so, it. No, we will not be going to a Broadway play or musical. Well, we I'm not, not against them. I just don't go to them. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just a little bit too, that it's just not my character. <laughs> yeah. It's not but I, will, I, I, you're going to be over Saturday night. Yeah. 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 Oh God. That's great news. Well, are man. you coming up Friday? I am coming up Friday night because I'm in Dallas with the Funtown RV. Let's try to, if you're around, let's try to hang out Friday night. That'll be fun. I don't land until 1030, but I can find you because I don't have to work until 10 the next morning. I love it. Well, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, you're probably staying in the city, right? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I'll send you where I'm staying off air. Okay. Well, we're, well, I'm right by the airport too. Okay. Come, coming in LaGuardia. Coming into White Plains. White Plains. Okay. Well, yeah. in a private jet? Of course. You know how yeah. we do. I love that. Hey, love uh, WWE is running MSG the next day. So you're there on Saturday on Sunday. And historically WWE has been running Barclays more and more. It's always special when the company runs the garden. Any chance we're going to see you at Madison square garden on Sunday? I haven't been invited as I doubt it. Well, you know, if, I, I, if, if I thought you guys were going to stay, I'd go to the show with you guys. Oh, we're not going. It, I just it, didn't know it, if you were going. Is, is the queen on the show? I assume it's like a super show. So I think oh, Cody yeah, and course. Charlotte and everybody's there. And of course, uh, we're there, uh, you know, there's going to be, uh, a lively opportunity for sure, because anywhere you go, you got something special on you. 
you used to brag about taking it in the ring with you every time. And now you're carrying Henson shaving. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about this, what are you waiting for? You got to meet Henson shaving. This is my favorite razor of all time. Henson shaving is a family owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made part made parts for the ISS. That's right. The international space station and the Mars Rover. And now they're bringing that same precision engineering to your face. You see, razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more the wobble, the more wobbles. Well, the more nicks and cuts and scrapes. You see, a bad shave isn't really a blade problem. It's an extension problem. But our guys at Henson Shaving use aerospace-grade CNC machines to make metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches. That's less than the thickness of a human hair. It means a more secure and a more stable blade with a vibration-free shave, and it gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, what I love about Henson Shaving is they wanted to make the best razor, not the best razor business. What that means, guys, is there's no plastic, there's no dumb subscriptions, there's no proprietary blades, and there's no planned obsolescence. The Henson Razor works with Ric Flair's favorite, the standard dual-edged razor blade. It gives you an old-school shave. Nobody knows about that better than Rick, but with all the benefits of new-school tech. And once you own a Henson Razor, it's only like 3 to $5 a year to replace blades think about how much you've been spending down at the grocery store or the drugstore blades are outrageously expensive this is three to five dollars a year it's time to say no to subscriptions and say yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime visit hensonshaving.com slash flare to pick the razor for you and use the promo code flare and you'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor just make sure to add them to your cart that's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash flare and use the promo code flare. Rick, it's my favorite razor of all time. I've even got my barber using it. I got my dad using it. Everybody's going to love this. And it's your favorite, man. The dual edge old school razors. You've Fantastic. made a lot of money with those, huh? Yeah, they're beautiful. I'm very excited and happy they're aboard. I am happy they're aboard too. And we should talk about AEW, they had a huge pay-per-view this past weekend on the West Coast. Of course, it was Revolution. And we should talk about the news and notes coming out of there. Let's start with the Elite. They dropped the trios titles, and that's led to lots of talk before and after about Kenny Omega having interest in a WWE run. To the point where Tony Khan even had to address it at the media scrum after the event. Would you be surprised to see Kenny Omega in the WWE when his deal is up? No. If you're I mean, Tony I mean, Khan, he, he's that good. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't. I've been around Kenny a couple of times, and of course, I was with him in Mexico when he wrestled Andrade. Right. Um, got a respectful guy and all that, but man, he's he's a hell of a hand. I nothing would surprise me if they right. in free agency. I mean, you and I are sitting right here, and we not to switch the subject, but can you believe nobody has even offered Lamar Jackson nothing? No, I cannot. Since four o'clock yesterday afternoon, he hasn't even got a whisper. And the first people to say no were the Atlanta Falcons who need a quarterback so bad they can't stand it. I don't get it. The Buccaneers, I don't get it either. Yeah. I can I think it maybe his mother just a lot to deal with. It's got to be that. I mean, it, there's some drama there that we're not aware of. And sometimes when the family is running your finances and all that, it causes problems. But Jesus Christ, how can this kid be? Not have one offer on the table. 
the uh, the latest rumor this morning, uh, there's at least articles floating out there about it, is how he might wind up as a 49er, which I wouldn't have had on my bingo card. But man, how about that? I love that. Yeah. I also, you know, be honest, you know, how I feel about two. I love, hope two is healthy, but you know, I can't help but think about those three concussions, man. Oh, I mean, sure. So, man, Miami, can you imagine him with Tyreek Hill? NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults. A spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. I wanted to ask you about Miami because it came out a couple of days ago that perhaps Tom Brady wasn't done, that perhaps Tom Brady was going to come back after all, Uh and maybe Miami would be an option. And Tom Brady, of course said, well, those who say that probably have never let their daughter adopt a kitten. Uh, so he's trying to quieten that down. Do you think there's any chance we see Tom Brady in the uniform as a dolphin next year? No, I think only because of the fact that, um, somebody he signed that pro card, whatever that means, um, which he didn't do the first time he retired, you know, where you actually announce. Yeah. I can't remember what that card's called, but um, I don't know. You know, personally, I, you guys, I'd love to go play for my. Oh, it'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he got a lot left in him, guys. He just, he had a rough year. And to be honest with you, the, the Buccaneers weren't the same. No, they were not they were dropping balls. It wasn't just Tom. You know what I mean? Um, so I'd love to see that, but with the right team, Miami would be the right team. I don't want to see with Oakland or anybody else, but Miami, my God, he lives there now. Yeah. So, um, hell, I just want to hang out. When I talked to him on the phone, I said, listen, before you officially transfer the flag from Tampa, you and I got to go out, man. <laughs> you and me, the meat market, please. <laughs> One night, I'm begging you. The nation, Tom Brady. He's a he's a handsome son of a bitch. I love you for that. Yeah. How about Aaron Rodgers too, man? God dang, I I love that Aaron Rodgers. I I can't figure that out either. He's just having fun. I think he's like to keep everybody. He's absolutely having fun. Yeah. He's got the leverage. Fifty-eight million dollars. Of course, he's going to play. Yes. Are you kidding? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's yeah. talk about uh the Kenny Omega situation. If you're Tony Khan, would you put him back into the title picture given these rumors, or would you hold off on all that? Well, first of all, I like him as a single better than I like him in a in tag situation. I'd put him back in singles. And I mean, you can't have enough good single wrestlers. Right. Kenny Omega's good. I mean, he could I mean, I heard the iron match. I didn't see it, but I heard the iron match was was fantastic with the words I heard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but, um, yeah, I want to talk about that, but before we do, I want yeah, to yeah. ask yeah, yeah. about 
Omega would be great. He, uh, Omega, um, you know, yes, to me, you can't have enough good single wrestlers. Would you, uh, would you roll the dice with these rumors swirling that he might be interested in leaving and put the, the title back on him? Maybe as a way to placate him or, or maybe it's just what's best for the company. Or do you use him to help make other guys if you think he's really going to be leaving? Well, I don't think, to me, I understand Kenny manages his money real well. Yes. I don't think he'll let him use him like that. Right. He'll just wait till his contract runs out. Mm. Um, I mean, Kenny would be, let me tell you, it, it, it all depends on how much money Tony wants to spend and how much money the WWE wants to spend. Right. That's, that's the bottom line. Well, let's talk about somebody else who we're excited is back in wrestling. The former Paige is back in AEW. Soraya yeah, she looks now, great. She, she looks has, great. Uh, cemented at the pay-per-view that she's a heel. Did you, do you think she's a more natural heel or baby face? A uh, heel for sure. Yeah. I think she's yeah, great. And, and, her, and her work hasn't, she hasn't lost a, a beat. She looks great. I've seen her twice now. Well, you brought it up. Uh, the real story over the weekend was MJF. He did that Iron Man match in the main yeah. event position. We sort of speculated maybe they would start with it. They didn't do it. They went the full 60 minutes. Time expired three and three, and then they went into sudden death. They went another seven minutes and change before MJF tapped out Brian Danielson. An incredible match that should have been what everybody was talking about, but that wasn't the story. The story is that MJF early on in the match took a drink from a mother and threw it in her small child's face, her son's face. And making it even worse, MJF may have thought that because it was clear it was water, but it was in fact tequila and fans were all over MJF about it. And I wanted to ask the dirtiest player in the game, was this too far in your yeah. opinion? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cheap heat. Yeah. You want to do something to get, to get, to get heat and get the people excited that won't hurt anybody. You cut yourself so deep that when you swing your hair, you throw blood all over them. Yeah. Oh my! That's why you do it all the time when I had long hair. I would get good. Then they feel like they're part of the action. They're going, "Shit, that's not, this ain't paint. This is blood." <laughs> it's uh, it's not food coloring. It's not Gallagher. Yeah, this is yeah, the real. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm totally against throwing anything at a kid. My God, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Not to mention that, but at ice in it and that, it's got the liability there. I'm sure Tony did a cartwheel gorilla. Oh yeah. AEW responded, uh, in, in quick fashion. They did all they could to make it up to the little man and his family. And, and here's the thing. I'm not trying to carry MJF's water. Cause I don't like MJF personally. He is not a good person. We will never be friends. However, he's 26 years old. So are you, are you, are you saying that serious? Yeah. 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 I don't like him and he didn't like me and that's cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's a shitty person. He's throwing drinks in kids' faces and, and, yeah. and cussing out people. And I mean, we've had him at some star cast and stuff, and he just made a spectacle of himself and was rude to fans. And I did. He's I just was, not a good guy. I was totally unaware of that. Yeah. Just well, that, that I, I can tell you right now that shit wouldn't fly at WWE. I got news for you. Yeah. For, for something like that, if he, if he actually did that with malice and not, not mean to hurt anybody, just like, I didn't know that about him. I, I only met him one time. So, but 
that wouldn't work in WWE for a minute. And that's, that's the difference between, and I keep citing this, the fight that went down, it's still not been addressed. Right. When something like this with the WWE, I mean, their priority is make a wish. I mean, that's, that's, that, those two. Now, words. when you're saying the fight hasn't been addressed, do you mean the one where Andrade lit up Sammy Guevara? Or do you mean. No, the no, no. The one with the, the, the Bucks and I'm seeing Punk, all that. But here's if, it's, the thing. If, if it's been addressed, I'm not aware of it. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to make it a public matter, but the thing that. Well, it's, that's social media has already made it a public matter. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you and I, you and I weren't there, but it's all you heard about for two months. But there's a lot of people who say, oh, and CM Punk's still not back. I think he tore his bicep. He's not supposed to be back. Like when you're injured, you're out. And I mean, what do you think? Do you think Punk comes back to AEW? Because I do. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about once again, but, but I'm saying we, you and I, we, we sit here and we speculate we don't know. I just know that WWE, the shit would have been, they just squash it like that. Right. And someone, someone goes home and they don't get paid while they're home. Hell, they sent me home. You know, I got popped for a steroid test. Lauren, I just said, I said, I got a prescription. He said, the, the doctor said it doesn't work on a guy your age. I said, a prescription, how many? I said, I'm 55 years old, wrestling 25 year old kids. He said, you're fine 40 grand. But you're not going home. Be at work every day. I'm just not going to pay you for a month. Oh. <laughs> How about <laughs> that? Yeah. <laughs> my shit's always different than anybody else's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't pay me, send me home. No, you don't get days off. <laughs> like that time they told me, they just still don't have a picture of me with the intercontinental belt. It drives them crazy, right? I said, I'm not taking the intercontinental belt. And so they find me $5,000. And I said, when you guys are so starved for talent, that you got to find a 55-year-old guy for not taking a picture with a guy no belt, you've got a really good, you've got a developmental problem <laughs> with talent. Did you just, uh, I mean, since you had been a 16-time world champion, you just felt like the Intercontinental Championship and a photo with you with that, you didn't want that to be a promo photo one day? No, 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 no. It wasn't that. I just didn't want to take off my shirt anymore than I had to. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I I'm got talking you. about vanity. wasn't right. the belt. Well, right. I, thought, I mean, that was awesome having the belt. That, that's a misconception. I just didn't want to take off my shirt anymore than I had to, man. I was ducking and dodging. <laughs> paying, paying Kevin Dunn to shoot me at different angles. <laughs> Can't have moon boob and man boobs around Intercontinental Championships. WTF. You know, I didn't even notice until you uh, told me about this a few years ago, but there's multiple versions of that famous photo of Shawn Michaels super kicking you at WrestleMania 24. Uh -huh. There's ones that fans took, and then there's the ones that WWE released with a little bit of a touch-up here and there. And I, I, I wouldn't have noticed that, but I, I didn't even put two and two together that maybe that would have been it. Because I know there were a lot of fans who thought, well, this belt is beneath Rick. But I thought, I mean, at this stage of his career, that's cool. He's still getting uh, some title matches in there. Oh, no, no. It's strictly a cosmetic issue. They wanted me to take off my shirt and stand with a belt on my shoulder. I said no. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. $5,000. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, there. 
Yeah, no, that's okay. You'll do that. Let me all, throw the all, all day long. If, if I can keep that, if they can just see my neck from here up in my face, and that's it. <laughs> my goodness. Well, let's do some questions. We, uh, oh, you know what? Before we do, let's circle back one more time about MJF. You know, when you're the dirtiest player in the game, you know all about heat. Where is the line? Is the line, you know, you <clears> don't <throat> touch them, but they can touch you. You try to goad them into touching you, but you never touch them. Or is there a line? Well, but you know, with me, my, with me, it was, I'll take your wife home, fat boy, and make a woman out of her. Okay. Yes. You can't say that anymore. Right. You can't go like this. <laughs> yeah. Like you're helping somebody, right? Uh, throwing blood in their face. I mean, but <laughs> my verbiage was just abusive. Yes. I would abuse people. You know what I mean? Um, especially a guy with his wife. I'd say, are you kidding me? She's sitting with you when she could be with me. I mean, I love that. Or, or you paid to look at it and not talk to it, asshole. I mean, hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. My image is verbal abuse. Um, yes. But it worked. It got right that. Yeah, it does. Or taking a run of the guy, right? Knowing you're going to go near him. But <laughs> to me, I like I like involving the audience in the ring. And of course, when you're out on the floor, you want to be as entertaining as you possibly can. I mean, you know this for a fact. Well, I used to hit Steamboat and Garvin and guys that would let me on the floor as hard as I goddamn could. Yes. So people went home saying, holy shit. He was really knocking this shit out of these guys. I mean... You've seen me in Steamboat. These guys are whacking me and Garvin. I, I was watching a match with me and Wahoo the other day. No wonder I don't have any uh, calcification in my veins and my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that and the alcohol have kept me cleaned out. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, to me on the floor, it's when you really try to show them something real. Like, I just have Randy, you know, vertically stand me up. Even in my 50s and suplex, man, the floor, could people go, I mean, you know what I mean? Or like Ed jumping off on the table on me and that. I mean, people are there. They they they're, they're going home. Holy shit! You know what I mean, and that's what we need more reaction. You can't feel that twenty five rows up in, in in section B. You know what I mean? Right. But the first five rows, when you're doing that shit outside of the ring, man, they're going home. They're going. That shit's in there, and it we and it was. I don't mind getting hit. I've been hitting the mouth hard, chop, whatever. But I mean, my gig was, I used to, my hair was long. I'd be bleeding like hell and drown a minute. <laughs> I know you, ah! I know you didn't see the, uh, the Iron Man match, but there was blood in it. And speaking yeah. of blood, I, I want to get your take on the hardcore match. There was a lot of chatter on social media about whether or not Moxley and hangman Adam page went too far. It was a brutal match. They were using barbed wire and digging it into each other and all the weapons, all pulling out all the stops. Is hardcore does hardcore wrestling still have a place in Absolutely. wrestling? Yes, once in a while. Yes. It always will. Now what's your name is playing a clip of me. Uh Sophia posted a clip of me wrestling McFoley this morning. Yeah. On social media. 
And um, yeah, there's always, but but it's not something you do every day. Right. Does that make sense? And I mean, I give John Moxley and um, those guys credit. You know, it when you're doing that and it's real barbware and people go, that's phony, but well, it ain't phony. That's what we do to ourselves to impress you and to earn the dollars that you're paying us to entertain you. It's not phony. It ain't fun. You need to drink about four Mountain Dews before you get out there and do it until you get warmed up because this shit hurts. And don't think those chair shots. You remember how Lesnar used to do the big show? Oh, wide open. No, no. I mean, shit. I mean, we used to kill each other with the chairs. And then it, now it's no more headshots. But in the old days, man, we just, you just, just swung away. Well, let's talk Vin, about. Vin, Vince actually screamed at me one night in Connecticut for not hitting Austin hard enough in the head. I said, Jesus Christ, this is after his neck injury. Or I knew he had a bad neck. I said, I'm not hitting him that hard. I, I'll, I don't mind glancing on him, but I'm not hitting Steve because Steve ain't going to go like this, right? Right, right. Steve, you know, Steve wants you to. And he, he screamed at me. I said, well, I'm, I'm sorry. But I don't, I'm not going to hit a guy. I know that's got a potential injury as hard as I can in the head with a chair. I'm sorry. You know, but I mean, that's, we take a lot for granted, but especially in the old days, you think that they, I mean, they used to do this deal where hands, they throw a chair in the ring with Brody. And Brody, they throw, Brody throw me in, they'd take the flipper on the apron, and I'd come up flying off there, like, and Brody would cream me with a chair in midair. Try that shit one time. You know, there's, <laughs> no, no, there's no way to time that. Right. There's no way in the world to time that. More often than not, would he get you in the midsection or is that to the head? No, right to the head. Midsection, wow. I wish. <laughs> be kidding. <laughs> well, obviously these days we're not doing chair shots to the head. Whenever you see a chair, it's usually shots to the back. Do you think yeah. wrestling's better for that now that we know what we know about Absolutely. Ab absolutely. absolutely. Speaking of, but, uh, but I do think this, I think, and I, I remember it cause it was that good the chair shot that Sammy Zayn with Roman, it had to be that hard. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what made it. Yes. Sammy was smart enough because I'm sure Roman didn't give a shit. Roman's tougher than hell and fuck wrote Sammy lit his ass up. People went. Yes. And that, I mean, but that it needed to be that. Yes. Did it feel good? No, but you know, Roman ain't crying and he don't give a shit. Those Samoan kids are tougher than shit. And I mean, it, it just, he, and they understand Roman, both those, all those kids grew up second generation. They're tough kids, man. Yeah. Um, so, but that made Sammy when he, instead of just tapping him, right, he lit him up. That hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to a quick time, a brief time out, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley and Todd listeners about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshow.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here as Conrad sits down with former WWE exec John Filippelli, who discusses his transition from the world of sports to pro wrestling and his ultimate transition out of the company. Every take was getting worse than the one before. I said, you got to stop. You got to stop this. You got to calm down. Stop. Calm down. Stop yelling at people. Take it easy. Tell them exactly what you want and we'll get through it, which is I have done a hundred times since and I would do a hundred times more. 
Yes. But that was Vince McMahon, and you don't do that to Vince McMahon, particularly in front or around other people. people. Yeah. That was That was my mistake. I mean, if you want to call it a mistake, although I would do it, I've done it since, and I would do it again. Referee Nick Patrick is answering your questions every other Monday on our new mailbag series. When Holland Nash was there, you know, they were great workers, so they could get deep at psychology. But they were cool. And a lot of people liked it, you know? Yeah, they were selling merch, you know? And, and, and Hogan had heat. He turned, he had actually more heat than them. You know, they had heat, but a lot of people liked it because they were cool. I was like the only real character that they was calling in WO the time that everybody hated. You know, yeah, everybody wanted to see me get <laughs> so it worked, you know, they had, you know, yeah, and so it worked, you know. Tony and Conrad have taken their shenanigans in front of a live studio audience as they sat down live with Ad Free Shows members. Hey, um, did you ever uh, pet Jake Snake? No, never did. I had a chance to in Chicago, but it was it was way too big and out of my league. Mm. What's the right size snake for you? Uh, one that just coils up and leaves me alone. Yeah. Have you ever orange to Cassidy before? Orange to Cassidy? Yeah. Would that be with the with the, one of those juicers, the juice machine, or you just squeeze it until all the juice comes out of it? <laughs> yeah. Runs down your leg or his leg? You one gotta, or the you other. Got to be specific here with your dumbass questions here, Cassio. Well, we uh, we touched on CTE, you know, that we've changed the way we do chair shots. Now they're to the back, not to the head. And when we think about CTE, we often think of that concussion movie from Will Smith years ago. And over the weekend, Chris Rock did the first ever live Netflix special. And everybody waited to hear what he had to say about Will Smith and the slap at the Oscars last year. Did you see or hear about Chris Rock clapping back finally and addressing the Will Smith situation? I did not. Sorry, please let me enlighten me. I was hot, but I haven't watched it. Well, he did it in Jada Pinkett's hometown, talked about and just told the truth that Jada Pinkett had had relations with her son's friend and talked to Will about it on the internet and put it all out there. And then everyone called Will a bitch and he just hammered it home and finally clapped back. You and I never really talked about that. What'd you think of that whole Will Smith slapping Chris Rock business a year ago? Well, first of all, I didn't, I didn't know it was real. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think you and I did talk about it. If you're that mad at a guy, you don't slap me or punch me. Right. That's what, that's what throws me up. See, okay. Well, see, you can hit somebody as hard as you want, unless you're blackjack mulligan. He slapped me so hard, it almost broke my neck. Okay. But neither one of those guys are blackjack mulligan. So if you're mad at somebody really mad, are you going to slap them like a bitch? Or are you going to fucking punch them? Right. I mean, tell me, you know, you know, you got one lick coming, right? It's coming back. You're going to slap him. So the guy can just nail you with a fist for coming back. So I thought it was a work, but apparently it wasn't. So I, well, I, 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 I admire him both his talents. I mean, I, I, I love Will Smith and the movies he's made and, uh, Chris, I think Chris Rock, I've been out with him one time. I met him in LA one time. He is, it's just. 
So I don't know what the answer to that is, but I, you know, people get away with it a lot because there's nothing you can do anymore about it. Will Smith can't can't punch him next time he sees him; he'll go to jail. Right. Unless he follows him in the bathroom and puts the head in the toilet bowl or something like that. But <laughs> seen that happen a few times. <laughs> really? Where where a guy where a guy gives you some shit and you have to eat it because you're in front of 500 people and um, oh i've done that myself three or four times you put dudes heads in toilets i actually have twice yep and uh where these people we would know no because people it's you people would give you a bunch of shit i'm going back to oh it's been 15 years you know where they they knew, they knew you couldn't do anything right or whatever it was oh yeah at the palm restaurant in at the palm restaurant in um, charlotte and with, uh, I can't even tell you who, I probably don't want to get sued. And, and again, at Del Frisco's in Charlotte, same guy. Is this a, does this happen to be a car dealer? No. Okay. Insur- in- insurance salesman. <laughs> you, you, Mega knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've heard the story. I just, I, w- I walked across the basketball court at the Hornets, right? And it, right during the goddamn game, when it went to a little break, it's the guy that screwed me and Beth out of all that money. Oh yeah. yeah. And he called the cops on me and they said, they said, guys, I didn't do. Isn't there a story about a hood of a car at a valet stand or something like that? No, that was another guy that was over. That was, <laughs> that, that was over Tiffany. No, the best, the best is when this guy, we, we owned this building together on, on, uh, Megan knows the story. He had a sign that said VIP parking. Yeah. And so I got my son, David's pickup truck. I went over at two in the morning, put a rope around it and dragged the thing all the way down all the way down Piper Glen, right? And drove it up and <laughs> took it out of the back of the truck and threw it in his front yard. <laughs> he woke up with, got the, you know, it's got this much cement on it. I weighed about 200 pounds. I just dragged it down the road, threw it in his front yard. My God. Yeah. You were a wild the, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's because the guy turned his wife into social services to help, to, to help leverage the divorce. Oh my! Uh, that guy's a real piece of shit. I'll see him. He he's he's on that list. He's on that list. I've told the you Rick, what it is, right? The, Rick the, day, the, day, the day that I find out I'm terminal, <laughs> I'm going to check some boxes. I can I can name the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> <laughs> the day I find out I'm terminal, man, I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> I just got to get together and as Dusty would say, genius a way to get them all in the same room. <laughs> my goodness well listen this weekend is going to be something that the world's never seen we talked about the big slap from chris rock and will smith but dana white has power slap and now it's going to be on pay-per-view this weekend and a lot of people when they see this or uh they feel a certain type of way about it because of cte and other people say Hey, it reminds me of the old flare chops, except now this is, you know, with knockouts and on pay-per-view. Have you had a chance to see any of this? What do you think of it? Well, we did a mild version of that when I did that show with, um, what was that called in Atlanta that I did, um, with the, uh, Pete Davidson. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. the trailer show. Yeah. 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 It, it was Paul. a, yeah, but it wasn't hard. It wasn't, um, no, I mean, you know, you, don't, I said earlier that the slaps don't can't hurt. That 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 is incorrect. I'm talking about between Will Smith and yeah, these bigger guys slap slap. I mean, I'm telling you, Jack Mulligan, 
we're working, right? But he went adrenaline going, and I took his cowboy hat off and stomped on it. And brother, he slapped me so damn hard. I swear to God, man. I, I mean, it, I broke my eardrum. Mm. I, I, but Jack had a hand on him, you know, like like a ham sandwich, brother. I mean, same thing with Wahoo. When Wahoo chopped you or slapped you, brother, you were, it was in there. Right. You know, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it. I don't know. Well, it's too late when you start talking about what I mean. Look at MMA. Right. See, and all this stuff we're talking about. Look at our guys every day. You know, we're not, not much, not, not once a month, but every time or four or five days a week, professional wrestlers, you know, you're getting, every time you take a suplex, you land a little bit off, you're, you're getting dropped on your head. I mean, you're not directly landing on it, but man, we, we kill ourselves and we do it. We don't do it once a week. Right. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to ever listen to that crap that football players are tougher than wrestlers. I, I have so much respect for football. I've seen so many guys think that from football they could become a professional wrestler. A different deal. Didn't, didn't last a day. Yeah. Now, now I'm not talking about getting trained in NXT. I'm talking about when Vern Gagne was training people. Well, I know you uh, you think a lot of hockey, too. Uh, yes. Super fan of the show. Uh, super Dave writes, now that Max Domi plays for the Dallas Stars, will you start pulling for them? No, but I, I watched Max. Ty called me and said, uh, watch the game. They, they were on uh, CBS on uh, – Saturday or Sunday. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe the Blackhawks let them go. I, no, I, actually, I'm a huge fan of the Lightning living here in Tampa, man. Yeah. And they finally won last night. They, had, they, now they lost like five games. But I'm a huge Lightning fan. I don't go to the games, but I, I have access to them. I made, I made those car shield commercials with those guys. So I got to know a lot of them real well. Hockey is an incredibly tough sport. Talk about CTE issues. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, just in the game. I mean, how many t hits to the head do they take, right? A lot. I, I don't think I had a helmet on and off, but that don't. Hockey, to me, is the most physical. And, I mean, and look at it now compared to what 20 years ago. Yeah. When the guys didn't have to wear helmets and Bob Probert wouldn't strap down his pads. I mean, shit. Tough sport. You know, nobody, nobody's got their original teeth. Nobody. <laughs> what a no, 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 th no, think about that. You're, you're sitting there. And your job is to sit in front of the goaltender to yeah. block his vision with a puck coming at you 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And you're supposed to tip the puck. I mean, it's, think about it. How many guys get hit with a damn puck? The, those goalies. I mean, look at that shit. Yeah. And people go, oh, I don't know. You know. And then they go, if you go to a game, watch it on TV, and seeing it in person is two different things, especially if you can get a blue line seat. Yeah. It's fucking, it's brutal, man. Brutal. I love hockey. But they've so, toned they've toned that down a lot too. I mean, they probably need to. I mean, you don't want to see guys get injured for real. No, I know, but it's kind of like NASCAR. It, it it's like wrestling. It goes with the territory, right? I mean, NASCAR is a virgin of what it used to be. I mean, when Dale Jr. was driving and Gordon and those guys, man. I mean, that they used to say the reason that Jeff Gordon he had he hadn't gone upside down yet used to drive like crazy. Because Jeff wasn't afraid of nothing. Jeff's a nice guy, but Earnhardt and, and Dale Jr., man, look, they'll run over you. And think about that. I mean, you're going 200 miles an hour, yeah, and you're on the bumper of a car this far apart waiting to get drafted. I mean, who does that? Right. Not me. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I've gone around the track at 180 with the guys in the car by myself with no other cars, and that, that, that's fun. 
I love driving my car fast, but 180 going into a bank at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, fast. forget it. Yeah, you, you got to get used to that shit. <laughs> Much less with 30 other cars. Those guys have got huge balls too. My hat's off to all those guys. You still driving the Batmobile around Tampa? I, I said, Liam, I had a chip put in it. It's a thousand horsepower now. Oh my God. So it's even faster than when I was in it. I, uh, yep, yep. I put the chip in, man. <laughs> the exhaust sounds like a race car. Has that thing gotten sideways on you down there before? No, no, it's got a four wheel drive, remember? Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll go. Uh, Nick wants to know during your uh, North Korea tour, how was Muhammad Ali to be around? Oh, he was fantastic until he said something at Marigold Hall. I told the story where he and I were the only ones that got invited to the Marigold Hall, which is a, their their version of the White House, for this mm-hmm. dinner. And this guy kept saying over and over again, they just they hate America and they hate uh, the Japanese. And um, Ali tapped me a leg and said, no wonder we hate these son of a bitches. I went, yes. oh, my God, why are you talking now? You've been taught. You've been silent for two days. Please, not, no wonder we hate these some bitches. All of a sudden, no worries talking fluent. <laughs> this is not the time to have this debate. Please, no, it is I, not. They'll, they'll send you home because you're a hero and keep me here for the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill Muhammad Ali, but we can kill that fat Ric Flair man. Oh, <laughs> we'll go oh uh, the guy asked me, he "Goes is that a Rolex watch?" I said. He said, he said to me, we make six American dollars in one week. I said, if this will make it easier for you, you can have this damn watch, man. I just want to go home. You man, that plane, I'm out of here. I'll give it to you. Remember they kept us two days longer or three days? I mean, I had to call Eric because they wanted me to say something about being better than America. And Eric said, Eric, just smooth out. What do you mean, Eric? How do Eric, how do you smooth that out? <laughs> yeah. I, I asked Eric, I called him, man. That was, that was, that was not a pleasant trip. Let's talk about something a little more pleasant. But, I, remember, but remember how much money I made, right? Oh, it's never, it's never going to be a pay-per-view. It'll never be seen anywhere in the world. <laughs> You'll be more famous than Lawrence Taylor. I promise you, Rick. Zero dollars, double zero for North Korea. Okay, yeah, I don't know about that. Let's stick to let, let's stick let's stick to the last the last match pay scale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which ironically, I I, I have to admit, I computed it wrong. Two hundred and thirty-eight thousand, and we haven't sold it yet. Meaning the partnership, right? Right, 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 right. right. So we're hoping to get another two hundred grand for that, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's people are still buying it and still talking about it, and it's getting the legend continues to grow. Yeah, okay, but here's the deal: when I wrestled Savage, this is how big that payoff was. When I wrestled Savage in Indianapolis, right, cold main event, what do you think I made for that match? I don't know, two fifty. Wow. Now think about that. Yeah. Thirty years. How many years later is it? Nineteen ninety-two. I mean, so I made almost what I made for South media payoff. Wow. That's, wow. that's the thing to keep in perspective. Yeah. Not bad. I, I know. I mean, that's Think about it. Yeah. And we, and we drew more of a crowd as shitty as the match was. And I'm the first to admit it because of my, 
stupidity, and we drew a bigger crowd than the WWE did in the last house show they had there. Yeah. And a bigger crowd than they had when I wrestled Steamboat 89. Which is nuts. Yeah. So we didn't do that bad. No, we didn't do that bad. And I got to party with Kid Rock afterwards. Come on. After drinking some Gator. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Taker, for that. Yeah. Uh, Santino wants to know, how did Rick come up with the spot where you fall face first into the mat? Always got a kick out of that. It's called the Gordon. So when Gordon Soli used to drink, he'd take two steps forward and go forward. <laughs> no, it, uh, what happened is my, as my athletic skills diminished, I just became a full fledged entertainer. <laughs> yes. and, and the thing of it is that was the biggest pop I could get all night for years. <laughs> they were tired of me chopping somebody going, woo. I had to add something else to my offensive repertoire. <laughs> Here's a, uh, a great question from coach Spanky. Where did you get the idea for your entrance music? I know Elvis would also use that song before his shows at Frank Sinatra. Dusty Rhodes gave it to me. Okay. Wow. Meet me old blue eyes and, and the King. Uh, winners has a, a fun question. Not sure if he's ever been asked this before, but would you have preferred to come to the WWF earlier than 1991? Hmm. That's a tough question. No, I was, I was really happy there. I just, I, I look back at now. I just cannot figure out how hurt you got there. We should have, we should have just rolled on forever. Right. We were in a great place with that whole thing with Jim Hurd. And the thing with the belt, all, I knew he would never pay me if I gave him the belt. Right. I've heard other people talk about it on their pay cut. I mean, Aaron actually was spot on. He owed me 25 grand. He said, stick it up your ass. Okay, I mean, I mean, I know I'm not going to get it, so kiss my ass. Right. And we tried to get him, you and I tried to get him to do a one-on-one. That that I would love to do. I mean, that would have been super fun. He was really gracious with us when we met him in St. Louis, and I thought. What's he going to do? Tell a story about me running around naked at an Italian restaurant? Okay. Well, like here's people, the thing, like, too. Like, like, like people don't know that. I don't think we uh, we ever publicized it, but. You guys actually talked that day when I met him in St. Louis. You got to catch up and say hello after all that time. And I did. It, yeah, it was brief, but you, you kind of couldn't believe you were talking to. It. it was on the telephone. I called you. Oh yeah, on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant. No, we asked him to come down in person for that show. Yeah, would have been would have been awesome. Well, I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> well, just the idea. Listen, I know that face to. I mean, at this point, he is he is much older than, than people even imagine. And it's like, yeah, it would have been cool to just have some closure and let bygones be bygones. It's not like you're going to beat up the elderly. No, I know, but no, it's not, not, not even that. It's just, <laughs> well, first, first of all, uh, I, I 74. Okay. Well, yeah, but it, you it, at 74, it, it's, it's not, not an average dude at 74. No, no, no. Oh. what I'm saying, no, I didn't mean like that, but I mean, it just, you know, what, what keeps things at, on edge with people is social media. Right. These podcasts. Yes. These guys come up with stories. I saw something where Billy Jack said that I wouldn't vote for him to win the championship. Billy Jack, I love you, buddy. I didn't have a vote. I was a champion. <laughs> yeah. People make up these stories. I mean, it, it's, an, it's amazing. Iron covered the Black Scorpion story. It was the worst thing in the world. But it was only in Herd's idea, not mine. 
I just took the hit rather than have Barry Arn do it. Can you imagine having Arn walk out and being a black scorpion? <laughs> Sitting in that box for five hours. <laughs> he looked at me and said, peek. <laughs> Instead, he and Barry went out and stole it with Doom, you know. I just, but these, these damn social media, these podcasts, and, and oh, God, here's, this is my new favorite thing. Oh, thank you for reminding So EC3, is that his name? Yes. I saw on my page, because I'm forced to look at his name. Oh, he was talking about me and Eric in the fight now, right? Okay. Or something something like, which he knows nothing about in, in WWE. Right. And I swear to God, if there's one thing I hate worse than being, than someone calling someone great. Right. Or average. Is why is, does everybody that's ever been just on the roster, how are they a WWE? superstar what the hell that's an embarrassing thing a kid that wrestled one time is a wwe superstar wow think about that i mean that it's some serious shit to me it's some serious shit i take it real wwe i don't even know the kid and he didn't say anything bad yeah he didn't, he, but how how do you just Sign a contract, and maybe maybe not even wrestle, but you are a former WWE superstar. What a fucking joke! Please have won a championship or do something that made someone's head turn around, like Linda Blair. Anything, then call yourself a superstar. I'm not even sure. Come on, <laughs> all you have to do. The guy tells me he used to work for WWE. I said, Yeah, well, who? When? What time frame? He said, oh, it's 30 years ago. I said, let me do a picture of him. I said, he said, why aren't you? Oh, he said he was, he said, said he wrestled you and Dusty Rhodes. Really? What? <laughs> People are running into, man, that, that have been in the business. Wow. Right. <laughs> My goodness. Well, let's do a question here about Tommy Rich. This is a great one for Mark. He says, where does Rick rank Tommy Rich as a wrestler? Does he think Tommy could have made it in the WWE or was he, quote, unquote, too Southern? He would have made it in WWE in the eighties. Okay. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tommy really never, Tommy would have made, first of all, Tommy is a very good wrestler. Okay. Yes. Um, handsome. The girls loved him. First of all, if, if you have talent and you're, and you're with Vince McMahon and Vince sees the talent in you, you're going to make it. Cause Tommy could talk, but there's, there's nothing, there was no, no bias against Southern wrestlers. I mean, Tommy was over him. It just, you know, if Tommy had worked out and come down, you know, he, I mean, he, Tommy parted like me, but didn't go to the gym. You know? Right. But uh, I wrestled Tommy a lot of our broadways and he was over, man. He's like Ricky Morton with the girls. I mean, they loved him and he drew a lot of money. We'll close with this. Uh, Ron wants to know if you were teaching promo class to young wrestlers, what advice would you give them? Get in the car by yourself. You don't gotta hear the you wanna hear this. Have somebody else in our life, you know, get in a car, have somebody else drive. I don't want to promote drinking and driving. Turn on some music and drink beer. Do a two hundred mile trip with somebody you can laugh and tell stories with and get drunk 
and think and put on music. Go from country to rock and roll. It's just it's feeling. And it you know it's hard to say these promo classes, I get it, but man, you're gonna find that niche if, if it's meant to be. But music is so in, has so influenced my, you know, not not my, my just listening to beats and upbeat and laughing and it's just hard to walk into a class on two cups of coffee, and and then find yourself and and have and be charismatic at ten in the morning, no matter who's teaching you. So you came up with your stuff in the car, absolutely. Okay, yeah, or or if within a cup of coffee in the morning riding across town. But I knew who I was wrestling, and my interviews were different as all of them. I had to talk about ten guys sometimes, three, right? So I'd be talking about Dusty, Nikita, Magnum, the Road Warriors. I mean, it was—you had to think and put everybody that you were going to be up against in whatever scenario. And then, of course, you had to tell them what city it was, and then, of course, you had to tell them what hotel the girls could find us at. I love you for that. Then you had to go woo. <laughs> Dance all night, dance a little longer. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we see. You could have been an 80s wrestler. You'd have loved it. <laughs> uh, we'd, have, we'd, have got, we'd have got in the back of that Rolls Royce here, man, and really cut some promos. Count me in. <laughs> we, uh, we often hear guys, like even when we were putting together promos for your last match, you know, Charlotte was sort of chuckling with Jay about the promo that he cut because you always feel the need to repeat Mm -hmm. the, the the town and the date city you know the city you know me yeah. all of that stuff not you just in general yeah that sure thing that you did for those sort of localized promos to try to sell tickets i get that but i've also heard tony shivani say uh, advice to young wrestlers in AEW: when you start a promo be thinking about how you want to finish it mm -hmm. you want to finish strong you want you know in sales we might call it a call to action but you yeah. got to have some sort of closing line was there a structure to a traditional Ric Flair promo? Like, yes, you want to hit these things, but you want to finish here? Or was it just off the top all the time? Just off the top. The gift. But also, he I also had, I had, I was so passionate about the business and I was competing with Dusty. Great talk. Competing with Iron. Competing with Piper. Competing with Hulk. I mean, there was a lot of good talkers back then. So it was as much a competition on the mic as it was in the ring. Boys and girls, this was a lot of fun this weekend. If you haven't already, uh, go ahead and make plans to check out Ric Flair's Woo Wings. Maybe you're going to go ahead and get that uh, Power Slam pay-per-view. Have some friends over. Why not celebrate with the guy who's most famous for slapping everybody? Woo Wings got more than 51 locations across 17 different states and more on the way. And you can order the world championship Woo Wings from your Uber Eats or Postmates app in Alabama, Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia for a complete list of the current locations or to find out more information about becoming one of Ric Flair's restaurant partners. Visit rickflairwings.com. Woo Wings is a virtual brand, so it is delivery only, and the food is made by restaurant partners with an existing location who are looking to add more to their bottom line. If you're in a Woo Wing city, order today from the Uber Eats or Postmates app 
and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16 time world heavyweight champion woo wings rick that's going to do it for us here today man, okay, man. Last... Good one. I'll, I'll see you uh if not friday night saturday we will see you there change the, the whole change the whole lay of the land hey man what, what figure out what time you finish your deal on saturday at the big event and we'll come find you be no, i'll be done at five o'clock uh, we'll see you soon Woo! Um,